Hello, and welcome back to So You Think You Can Fanon. I'm your host, Jacob, and I'm here with me today, I have Michael and Sergio. This Hello. week's episode is sponsored Hello. by the Halo Quadrilogy. Halo 5 never happened. You imagined it. Wait, if Halo Infinite's a new uh, release, no. wouldn't it be like a quintilogy? No. No? Nope. 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 So are we just not counting Craig? Halo 5 didn't happen. Why did Halo 5... Uh... If Halo no, 5 it's a quintilogy ha- because how, of Infinite. If, how, how is Infinite happening if Halo 5 didn't happen? They never made a sequel to Halo 4, so how are they going to make a sequel to Halo 5? Halo Infinite's like a reboot. No, it's Halo 6. Oh, fuck. Except, what I mean, happened to Halo 5? It's, except it's not. It's not Halo 6, because Halo 5 never happened. It was all a dream. Yeah, it's, it's, it, it, Halo Infinite is the fifth Halo game. No, it, it's not happening. We just don't mention Halo 5. No. We mentioned 4, but we don't mention 5. 4 was the final game. 4 was the bad game. 4 was the final game in the franchise. Yeah, I don't it, think... It had a good ending. Cortana died and Master, Ch- Master Chef retired. That's it. It's end. It end. Master Chef went on to uh, be a... What was it? A, uh, sh- he started, what, a pasta company? Called Master Chef Pasta? He retired at the, the slick age of what, 61? With his wife and kids? And then he lived on an island until he passed away at the age of 93. Did his wife also look like Dr. Halsey? Yes. Also, yes. I would like to apologize uh, to everyone in the previous uh, uh, episode, as I said, that this week would have been epic, because we were going to have uh, some special guests and all be together. That end- did not end up happening. But we do have something special for you all today. And next week, we also have something special. So we're going to be making up for it one way or another. Oh, wow. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I'm sad that we didn't do the crossover, but we'll... uh... But the apocalypse, you know how it is. Yeah. Yeah. Fortunately, for good good news, um, we'll probably think of something big. Maybe like you know a little mini series or something, you know, just uh, just us cool dudes vibing out. Big if true. You never know. Anyways, what do you have for us today, Sergio? On today's special fancy episode. Uh, all right. So uh, this wholly is a, is a, isn't a, a a ploy to get more uh, people viewing the podcast, but today. We have oh, some no, uh, uh, some special fan fictions from uh, a, a little known game developer. Uh, his fan fiction account is uh, Eva Zephon, but you might know him better as uh, Alex. Uh, he's a uh, he's a developer of a small nope, indie no, game no, no, you no, might no, not no, have heard no, of. No, no, sorry, Sergio. He he he's not a developer. Uh, he hasn't been developing the game for about uh, six years now. He 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 created a a, a game uh, a small oh, indie title really want to uh, say called Yacht. Created this. Can we just uh, how about how about uh, how about we just say that uh, he birthed the idea? No, he didn't birth it. It was 4chan. Well, he made the 4chan post. That is true. Uh, oh wait, did he? Yeah, and then everyone said it was a dumb idea, and then he made it anyways. No, I thought people were pretty cool with it. No, I as mean... long as it was a joke game. All right. Uh, uh, regardless, though. Um, regardless. Yeah, just a notable man with a uh, with. A, a trending uh 
popularity at the moment. Yes. So the the, the we are going to be reading uh yeah um uh fan fictions by Yandere Death Death himself. These were posted before um the game uh the game came out. These range from 2005 to 2012. Uh there is one of them. There's there's eight. We're not going to read all eight, but for those who want to know, there are eight of them. Uh if you go on Fan, on fanfiction.net, you'll see there's seven. There is a Persona 3 one that we're going to read that was deleted. Uh, it's on archive.org if you just put his fanfiction um, uh, account into the Wayback Machine. Uh, you can find it. I don't know when he deleted it. I, I just clicked on 2015 and it pulled it up. Uh, I think someone also uploaded it to Wattpad, but I don't know if it's complete. But uh, that's if, 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 if that is... if. If that is how you want, that is how you can read these. If you would like, yeah, they're certainly something. Uh, they're they're definitely something. I know that they're known a little bit because I've been uh, a part of the Love Letters, which was previously called Love Sick Community, for a little bit now, over uh, almost a week. Um, oh, I've been mostly rena- doing original character. The game? Huh? They renamed the game. Yeah, they renamed the game because Yandere Dev was really, really butthurt about. Sorry, not Yandere Dev. Alex was really, really butthurt about it. Really suicidal about it, but like yeah. in a fake kind of way. And I just want to note that if this, uh, if this podcast for whatever reason gets DMCA'd by Alex, um, he can't. I regret this is nothing. A, this is a commentary. This is for satire and parody, and for uh, comedic purposes as well as educational purposes. Also, you can't copyright fanfiction because because oh, obvious yeah. reasons. So he wouldn't be able to DMCA this because, yeah, yeah fanfiction isn't necessarily the most legal thing technically. So I mean, as long as you're not making money off of it, it should be fine. I say with my physical copy of uh, My Immortal <laughs> and also Chain of Memories. Um, Chain of Memories yeah. is not technically fanfiction because he it is a published work and he doesn't tout it as such. That is fair. Me, me and Matt had a discussion in the last episode for like five minutes about it, I think. Yeah, you guys were in there for a really long time. I'm very excited to hear that episode whenever that's ready. Yeah, an episode that doesn't have me in it, that means I can listen to it without fucking vomiting. <laughs> wow, an episode that's without me, I can also listen to that. Um, so but yeah, let's get into the sauce, dude. All right, it? so uh, are we starting with Familiar Pain, the Persona 3 one? I believe so. All right, who wants to play the protagonist, uh, Minato Arisato? I can. You, All right, you, who would like to be the narrator and who would like to be uh, his persona, Lilim? Wait, he's fucking his persona? Mm hmm. Oh. Uh, you know what? I I think I I think I'll take the persona role. Is that the main character Persona Three's canonical name? Naruto's uh, dad. It, uh, so Minato is his manga name. Uh, his his technical canon name I think is Makoto Yuki. Yeah, that's what I thought. Okay, that's interesting. Uh yeah, Minato Arisato is the manga one. He is Makoto Yuki in the movie in Persona Three Dancing, so that's the uh that's the canon version. I remember Joker had like five 
hundred different names. You've got two, Renamia and uh, Red, well, Reginald Johnson. What was it? What <laughs> no, was the no, other uh, one? No, no, my it favorite, was uh, my favorite persona, uh, Akira Karusu. Yeah, which is a dumb name. And shut it's up, Sergio. The best version. No, of it's that not. Name. Yes, it Akira is. Akira Karusu is a dumb name. If it's your name not, is not as dumb as Mamma Mia. Is your name is Mamma Mia? If your name is Akira, I'm gonna beat you up. I'm sorry. Is that just a JoJo thing or what? Akira? No, Akira. Oh, Akira. Okay, never mind. I'm sorry. My mind's been kind of on a loopy lately. I've been I've been getting good sleep for once. It's really weird. I haven't been. Oh. I'm not going to because I moved my bed and my OCD is gonna fucking scream in agony for the next three That's weeks. Until I get All used right, to man. it. Okay, so he's fucking his persona. I will take the persona role. Alright, I, I guess I will be narrator. narrator yeah. Alright, so um uh here we go. This is the familiar pain. Uh description. The protagonist of Persona 3 is suffering from overwhelming stress and summons a persona to comfort him. Uh, this is a, a romance and angst fic. Mm. My favorite angst. Did you post it? Is it yeah, uh, yeah, it's in uh, fanfic link. Yeah. Which one is it? I don't see it. It's the, it's, 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 it's the familiar pain, the webarchive.org. Ah, I'm dumb. Yeah, there's a profile and there's one that's like not. You said fanfic and I was like, oh, the fanfiction.net link. But no. no. Here it is. Yep. Alright. <clears throat> it was selfish and dangerous and dishonorable. Minato knew that. He was putting his life, his reputation, and his role in seas at risk. Minato knew that too. Not only had he left his, the dorm during the dark hour, but he had procured his evoker from the command room when no operation was underway. These simple actions might have well been criminal offenses in the eyes of Shuji or Mitsuru. Either warranted severe punishments or and both were adequate reasons to expel him from seas altogether. But Minato would perform yet another unforgivable tattoo act before the night was through. Oh, this is a little, this is a little, this is a little verbose. It's, it's a little hard to read. Uh, he would summon a persona for reasons completely unrelated to the safety of the city. If a person possesses a rare power that few others share, it was only sensible to use that power. If the person, if that person's power can can be used. To save the lives of many others, it is only reasonable that he uses his power whenever possible. It was practically his his duty to use his power. What kind of person would he have to to be to turn down his position of seas and leave the city's population just that much more vulnerable to the shadows? He could not refuse to protect the city because he was the one of the few that who who could. Mm. Whenever whether or not he wanted to be part of seas was irrelevant. Was his duty by principle, his obligation by circumstance. There were times when Minato felt honored to possess this power, privileged to be a member of Seas, thrilled to know that by using his power he was saving lives, and that there were times when the strain of his duty drove him to wish that his evoker was a real firearm. The horrors he had seen in Tartarus, the pain those abominations had inflicted upon him, and the emotional distress he was forced to invoke on himself, sometimes several times per minute, in order to evoke his personae, its, its personas, uh, each foray into Tartarus was m- more traumatic than the last. No amount of injuries made the pain more bearable. No victory over Shadow ever made them any less terrifying. He saw those beasts while he slept, when he closed his eyes, when he tried to focus on the Blackboard in school. How did the others still expect him to maintain ordinary life while fighting those horrendous monsters almost every night? Um, I'd just like to stop and pause and say this is a little, uh, this is a little, like, 
when there are shadows that look like Hulk Hogan, how are you afraid? <laughs> well, I, I mean, like, I like, a... like the. All right, hold on. Uh, to, to in his defense, I would also be terrified if at midnight I just heard brother and fucking Hulk Hogan just charged at me in the middle of the night. Yeah, okay. I met Hulk Hogan. I saw him at Cleveland Airport. Wasn't I'd be afraid of. I mean, yeah, but that's unrelated. That's fair. Okay. What I'm saying, what I what I'm trying to say is that he's like six foot six, and he could kill me in one punch. I'd be afraid of him. I, I mean, I mean, yeah, but unspeakable horrors. Like, 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 is he referring to the like the fat cop ones with the donuts and the the firearms? Maybe yeah. the giant penis one. Well, well, that's 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 a that's a persona, not a uh, shadow. Because in three and four, the the personas aren't the shadows; they're their own things. Okay, Dad. <laughs> Look, who's right, uh, here has played Person Three? Probably I only Sergio. I have. I haven't. So. I haven't beaten it, but I've played through it some. Sergio and I were going All to right, before so... the apocalypse hit. Uh, let's you... see here. He saw. I was just gonna say you can continue. But okay. by doing so, he, I interrupted you. I'm a clown. He saw those beasts when he slept. When he closed his eyes, when he tried to focus on the Blackboard School. How do you, Oh, wait, I already read that. Uh, he stepped into that backwards tower many times now, but every time he still felt terror grip him, still feared for his life. Every time a shadow turned near, he would never get used to it. It would never be normal to see one of those foul beasts. It would never be normal to hold a weapon and use it to defend his life. It would never be normal to hold something shaped like a gun, pointing at his head and pull the trigger the evoker and now to look down the device he now cradled in both hands the device that inflicted so much pain on his mind he despised using it. it never got easier since it wouldn't work if it didn't cause him sufficient mental distress he knew it wasn't a real gun he knew it couldn't kill him but he still feared and hated the device he knew that every time he used it that horrible sensation would course throughout his body the feeling that was terrible enough to evoke something very deep within his subconscious persona the stress that it placed on his mind only lasts a second, just enough to draw out the persona, but every use of the device caused him to hate it more and fear the next time he would call upon it. Ironic then that tonight he would use the device to bring himself pleasure. It was all too much for him. Classes, popularities, friends, exams, scheduling his time to balance them all. Every student had to deal with those things. But he had a lot more on his plate than just that. Sea, shadows, a dark hour, the Tartarus, the Evoker. It all placed too much stress on his mind. Stress that was only amplified each time he pulled that despicable trigger. It affected every aspect of his life now. He couldn't do a single thing without being reminded that later on he was going to buy weapons from a cop or go to hell at midnight or feel pain rivaling that of a bullet through the brain countless times before the night was through. No aspect of life felt normal anymore. He couldn't take anything seriously, knowing who he was, what he was capable of, and the activities that dominated his nights. He couldn't even look at girls without being reminded of social links and other seas-related things. Girls. He felt so isolated from them all. He lived with Yukari and Mitsuru, but since they were nothing more than comrades, their gender counted for nothing. The opposite sex was... Oh my god, this is really getting in, Sully. The opposite sex was the only thing he ever heard anybody talk about, but no girls ever showed any interest in him. He was the only guy in his circle of friends without experience. The only guy who hadn't been on a date. The only guy who had never been desired by a girl. Was he really that unappealing? Was he really that hopeless? Would things always be this way? If only a girl but just like him he could be feel better about himself he would be self-confident if he knew it was possible for a girl to like him but he this wouldn't really be appealing about... to girls if he was self-confident it was a catch-22 as a feedback would be can never escape from 
why is this so hard to read? This is like so unbelievably worded, wordy, and we're only like seven paragraphs. Is this in. really about Minato slash? It it, it doesn't sound like the Minato I played as. Because it just sounds like it's about himself. Yeah, yeah it's, can we just replace Minato with Alex? Yeah, because like, because like, yeah, Minato's depressed. He goes through a lot of shit, but like. He never came off as like, oh, woe is me. Like, no, Minato, he points that gun to his head with pride and, you know, it annihilates those shadows. I mean, that sounds really, really, uh, really bad out of context, but if you know this game, you know what I'm talking about. Bro, sometimes you're depressed and then you just annihilate shadows. It sounds like he, like, projected himself onto this character that has nothing in common with him. Man, it's almost like that's a yeah. protagonist's job or something. Not, not, not to, not to mention. Um, well, I you mean, can also, upgrade your char- you can, you can upgrade your charm in this game. You also, also can romance Yukari and Mitsuru. So also, it's just Persona like Three and Four, the protagonists kind of have personalities. They go through their own yeah. arcs. Mm-hmm. It's not. It's I not know like all Joker. the Persona's protagonists do, but like, there's some cases where like silent protagonists are just kind of there. Yeah, you're supposed to project yourself onto some, but not like. Um, should I call him Minato, Makoto, or you? They're they're their own, very much their own characters. They're not like Joker. Like Joker is definitely like a self insert. Yeah, he has, the, he has the least amount of personality out of three, but that's because they that's just the direction they wanted to take the series, and that's okay, even if it's dumb, and I hate it. I mean, I still think Joker has enough of his own personality if you just take a look at what options you're given. Yeah. Yeah. Regardless, though. And especially how he acts in uh, Mementos and whatnot. Regardless, it does feel a little incel-y, the way he's talking. It's Mm. very obvious that this man is probably a man who has never dated a woman. Or has, and they were just really creeped out. All right, so let's continue. That feeling of inescapable despair and loneliness what, what was what, what was what finally pushed him to the edge and drove him to do what he do, he'd done tonight. He wasn't even sure if it would work, but he needed comfort, relief, pleasure. He'd almost forgotten what it felt like to enjoy himself, what it felt like to let go and indulge in self-centered fun. That's what he was going to do tonight. He had struggled with this decision for so long, but his latest near-death experience in Tartarus reminded him that... Oh, Sergio? Sergio, dead. Oh no. Sergio just suddenly died. Sergio. Ladies and gentlemen, this is uh, this is part of the uh, the Sergio the Sergio charm. Uh, his internet will inexplicably die, or he'll just go silent for like uh, a, a few centuries. Sergio, oh, you cut is. you cut out hard. Yeah, you cut out real hard. Where did where did where did I stop? Near death um... experience in Tartarus. Oh. He just right. straight up left. Uh, I'll continue. Okay. Where was where was it? Uh, near death experience in Tartarus. Uh, but his latest near death experience in Tartarus had reminded him that he could die any night now. He didn't want to spend another night alone, desperate, insecure, worrying that he'd die a virgin. Sometimes that would be. Makoto is not a virgin, and if you played Persona Three, you'd know that because he's an Omega Chad. <laughs> if his plan Would you worked, fuck Makoto? Oh, uh, he's got oh. nice hair. There, there goes Sergio again. He just dipped in and out. I'm very curious what this is going to happen in the uh, the audio. Ah, uh, that's fine. It isn't gay baby jam. Nope. Oh. Hello. Okay. Sorry, my, my internet cut up. 
That's cool. I continued reading. Alright, where are we at? Uh, something about dying a virgin. Dying a virgin. If his plan worked, he, then he'd never have to worry about that again. Is where I'm All right, I'll, 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 I'll take over. Okay. Minato was surprised by the number of personae that all had the form of a human woman. Perso- personas had been explained to him as the physical manifestation. Sorry, what of was sub- that? What was that? I think you mean personae? I don't want to say personae, it's personas. But personas <laughs> makes him sound like an intellectual 200 IQ genius. <laughs> okay. Persona had been explained to him by a physical manifestations of his subconscious psyche or some unintelligible Freudian babble like that. All he understood was that Persona. Pers- How is that what? Freudian? It's How is Freudian. that Freud? How is that Freudian? Because his name is Sigmund Freud. Freudian. No, I mean, like, how is how is the concept of a persona Freudian? Oh yeah, it's Car- uh, It's based off Carl Jung's psychology. You, you Alex, you dolt. Dolt. Sergio, Sergio's word of the day is dolt. Yes, Alex is a dolt because they, because if you actually play the games, they say that this stuff is based off Carl Jung's uh, psychology and not Freud's. Mm. Oh, I understand when that happened. Hmm. Oh, go ahead. Uh, when he first saw his inner subconscious taking the form of women, he started to fear that he might be subconsciously homosexual. Oh no! But over time, it slowly began oh, no. to make Gay. sense to him. Per- Gay equal bad. Oh no! The persona Hard. were reflections of his innermost subconscious desires. Women. Uh, Mara would like to have a word with you. <laughs> Amara? No, the Mara. Hit- the, the, oh. the, the, the giant green penis. I was gonna say oh. Omara from the hit game Borderlands Three, made by Gearbox Software in the year 2019. Not to mention all of the persona that are like skinny twinks or like muscular dudes. Uh huh. Uh, don't want to be gay, dude. Yeah, heaven forbid. Uh, yeah, women. Gay equal bad. Minato was aware that, that he only felt the desire to engage in sexual behavior because it was part of every living organism's biological programming. He was aware that the compulsion he felt was nothing more than his body's way of assuring that he produced offspring, the only matter of importance to any biological organism. But sex meant more to him than that. Having sex would be a milestone in his life. It would dictate self-respect. It would make him feel like equal to his peers. He felt like, like there was a part of life he was missing out on, and he wouldn't this be a complete human being until he'd experienced thing. it. That I'm ever hearing. <laughs> this is horrible. This is definitely Alex people, project- projecting. The fact that people think like this fucking disgusts me. It'll make me equal. No, it won't, dude. Although there are a great number of people who could provide reasoning for, for why one should not judge one's self-worth by such standards. Minato had dwelled on the matter far too much for his mind to be easily swayed. Sex, or rather his lack of sex, had become almost an obsession to him, frequently reinforced by the sight of all the female bodies around him, his female Ugh. classmates and teachers, the attractive Yukari and Mitsuru, and the scantily clad women that emerged from his head all too often were like juicy steaks, he misspelled steaks, dangled in front of a starving man. He could not Yukari? have his classmates, for they for showed no interest in them. For he could not have Yukari nor Mitsuru, for they were out of his league and his comrades before that. But the the Personae were a different story. For his Personae Yuka- obeyed him unquestioningly. Yukari? Kinda, mm. kinda mid. Yeah, yeah, Yukari is mid. 
The only girl I like is uh, Igis, and that's specifically because I have a friend who F- does Fuka. Ape. Fuka is pretty tight, top tier. I, I have I a friend. Fuka. I have a friend who does a really good voice impression of uh, Igis, and uh, <laughs> she ended up doing a cover of Mass Destruction as Igis, and it's the like most curse slash wholesome thing in the world. Yeah, Fuka does look like a Sergio girl. <laughs> Hold on. I don't know what that means. I, I, she, she looks like a Sergio girl. I don't know what you want from me. She looks like a Sergio girl? Is that just a thing that happens? She just does. Yeah? But, like, also Mitsuru. So. Dude, Theodore fucks. Theodore. Yeah, Fuka definitely looks like a Sergio girl. What does that mean? It's a Sergio just, girl. She's just a Sergio girl. Yeah, dude. Oh, Sergio okay. girl. Um, uh, his perception of the Persona had changed over time. At first, he thought of them as they were explained to him, an extension of himself, taking physical form. But over time, he began to identify them as being separate from himself. Their names appeared in his mind when he attained them, and when appearing in the Velvet Room, they spoke to him before entering his heart. The freakish, imp-like man who resided in the velvet room had terrified Minato at first, but over time, Igor's appearance became water under the bridge once he proved to be assertive, assistive, if cryptic. His ability to fuse multiple personas had proven invaluable, and Minato found himself frequenting the velvet room more and more as his collection of personae expanded, although Minato found himself slightly attracted to Igor's peculiar assistant. I, I read that as attracted to Igor. I was like, what, what? Dude, oh, Theodore. Kind of, uh, dude, man Igor, of culture dude, here. Igor's kind of a... Uh, no, no, no. He's talking about yeah. Elizabeth. Oh. Uh, I guess her... Female main character gets gets Theodore. As Theodore. the attendant. Yeah. You know, I've never know. seen Theodore. Yeah. But damn, Theodore... Well, yeah, he's, Theodore he's only in P3 Portable. P3 Fox, Portable dude. isn't real. Fox. I don't make the rules. You know who else Fox? Akihiko. Really? Hold on, I'm being yelled for. Okay, go ahead and continue. He did not imagine that anyone else in the room would be the object of infatuation until routine fusion yielded the most human-looking persona you'd encounter yet. Michael? I am Lilium. False alarm. Lilium. Lilium. Sorry. I am Lilium. She had purred in a soft, demure voice. I will think only of your well-being. Her form was that of a human woman, with the addition of two bat-like wings and long, slim tail. Aside from these extra appendages and her long elf-like ears, she could easily pass for an actual human woman. She was supernaturally beautiful, perfect, ideal, flawless in every way. Long, dark, wavy hair, hypnotizing eyes, and a figure that put gravure idols to shame. Clothed only in a white leotard, Minato's mouth fell open. And had the persona not vanished or retreated to his heart, he might have spelled all of eternity standing there, entranced by his, her beauty and perfection. Minato had never been once tempted to abuse or misuse his powers. The sight of the winged vixen was the feather that broke the camel's back, or rather the 100-pound dumbbell that snapped the camel in two. Minato was drawing up plans to steal his evoker from the commander and escape the dorm at night before he was even out of the Velvet Room's uh, an enigmatic blue door. He wasn't sure his plan would work. In the past, every time he'd summon a persona, the being had only manifested temporarily before retreating back into him. He never tried to issue a commando persona that was not combat-related, did not expect a self-respecting entity to obey his selfish whims, but he was desperate enough to give a try. 
not to look down the barrel of his evoker, nervous, shaking, sweating. Was this the only? Was this the way he wanted to lose his virginity? He didn't care. From the looks of things, no girls were ever going to be interested in him anyway. He had to take whatever he could get, and certainly wouldn't mind his first experience coming from a drop, dropping babe like Willem either. Of course, all of these thoughts were moot if Lilim would not agree to his requests. Then again, all Personae so far had debated him without hesitation. None had shown him the capacity for disloyalty. He was confident that his plans would work. She was a part of him. How could she refuse him? Wait. If she was a part of him, wouldn't this be like having sex with himself? An advanced form of masturbation? He shook the thoughts from his head. As long as his hands were on that beautiful body, he didn't care about the details. He didn't have time to mull it over. The dark hour was already half over, since it had taken him time to procure his evoker, escape from the dorm, and arrive at the Love Hotel, where he now sat upon a large circular bed. This was the spot he had chosen to carry out his experiment. He could think of no place that was more fitting. He pressed the evokers to his head, closed his eyes, and prepared for the familiar pain. So I that was two, chapter I have, one. I have two statements. Statement one, Lilith is a lolly? Or Lilim is a lolly? Second of all, second of all, how can he be attracted to Lilim if Lilim is from Jewish folklore and he hates the Jews? This feel, that feels a little uh, silly, don't you think? He is a little... I mean, she looks like a grown woman in the Persona 5 render. I've never seen the Persona 5 render, but here's the Persona 3 render, which is when this came out. Uh, check general. Yeah, I can kind of see that from the art, but if you look at, like, uh, this screenshot. Yeah, but that's, like, redesigned. I'm, like... If we're speaking, yeah, I, like, I see what you mean from this like original like SMT artwork. This is the this is the Persona Three artwork of Lilim, like the design in uh, labeled as Persona Three, which means if he is attracted to this one, it is in fact Lolly. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we we this is a known fact that Alex is is uh kind of uh, got a got a thing for lollies and the the younger age. He should also stop breathing. That's unrelated. <laughs> Jeez, okay. I will oh my, say, though, um, oh it's very interesting reading this, knowing a lot more about um, what is, you know, this about Yandereda, or not Yandereda, yeah, Alex. It's kind of a, a strange look into his head. No, it's, it's, it's starting to confirm a lot of things that I already know about him, uh, but... We'll get back to that eventually. Uh, are we here's, going to be reading chapter two? Because chapter two looks like a long end. Here's the here's the nocturne model. Uh, I think we should uh, just talk about everything from here. Okay. Like I... <laughs> this is some crazy, crazy incel shit. You know? Yeah. So I guess we'll catch you guys after the break, and when we come back, we'll have a fancy discussion. Hey everyone, it's Michael or Equinox Doodles, and I want to take this moment to thank you all for listening to our podcast. It really means a lot to us that you are taking the time out of your day, or maybe taking some time in your day, to listen to us ramble about bad fanfiction or some good fan works. If you haven't already, make sure that you are following us on social media. You can find us on Twitter and on Facebook at S-Y-T-Y-C-Fanon. That's S-Y-T-Y-C-Fanon. 
Uh, make sure that you are following us there so that way you can get updates on merchandise or updates on episodes and all that good stuff, as well as maybe getting your name in some future credits. Uh, we're going to start doing shoutouts pretty soon that are going to be thrown into the mix. All you have to do is interact with our posts on Twitter and on Facebook to get your name shouted out. Or you can also do a little Twitter hashtag, which is hashtag SYTYCFanon, hashtag SYTYCFanon. We're going to start looking for those and shouting the people out in there. And you might end up as an NPC later on in the 20 on the Dice Throw special. So make sure that you are doing that. You can also send us fanfiction requests or fanfiction suggestions at any time on those uh, socials. And you can also DM it to us if you happen to catch us on Discord or Twitter or any other social media platform that will allow you to communicate with us. I'm now going to take this moment to quickly shout out our sponsors today. All right, welcome back to So You Think You Can Fanon. I got some I got some cool news. Uh, I shared it in general, uh, but uh, I got my face mask, my Hi. official So You Think You Can Fanon face mask. Uh, we have merch, so if you guys feel like wanting to support some of our goods uh, there on Redbubble uh, at thegravitystuck.redbubble.com or something like that. Uh, we have face masks, we have buttons, we have t-shirts, all that good stuff. But I just thought, um, while reading this, I want to just say that uh, it's very interesting because it's very clear that he's, like, if not a little bit homophobic. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's I, don't, like, I don't know if we should say a little bit or a lot of it. A lot well, of it. I, I know he's a lot of it because um, he's he stated, like, uh, for some reason, if you go to the Yonsim uh, actual normal uh, website, uh, you'll see that Senpai does have a female alt, so you can make her a girl. Uh, however, the, you can't do that with uh, uh, the main character. You can only play as a girl. So like he's okay with lesbians, but he's not okay with two men. Yeah, he's he's one of those people. Yeah, which is also he's like, oh yeah, lesbians are hot, but no, I don't. Uh, uh, gay people, I'm not fine with. Yeah, which adds more into the curiosity because I know for a long time he was not big into um so that sort of thing, and uh. It also, it also, this this shows that I don't know if uh, Yandere Dev's all right with uh, consent because he talks a lot about like owning this persona. Then it has to listen to him and do whatever he wants it to do. Yeah, he also has other stories like sex slave one. I mean, if like, you played the if you played the prototype of Yansim, I'm not calling it a demo because that's not what it is. Yeah, it's not um, even like the pre-alpha. It's not <laughs> even pre-alpha. Yeah, it's prototype. Uh, but if you play that, uh, one of the main mechanics is panning shots, and he does not want to remove panning shots. Love high school girls. Yep, he's like, I'll give you other options, but panning shots are panning shots. They're going to stay in. And then he wonders why his game has been removed from Twitch, even though you are killing miners, getting panning shots. Uh, speaking of killing, do you, uh, did you guys hear that he threatened to kill himself over Love Letter? Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, also, I'd like to point out that on his on his page, he says, "Have I written dark stories? Yes. Have I written stories with mature themes? That's to be read by adults only. Yes. Were people raped or forced to sexual slavery in my story? Sometimes. Have I written stories about the psychological trauma that a rape victim goes through? Yes. Are any of the rape scenes in my stories meant to be aroused or chilling? No. I disagree with this because I, I don't think we're going to read chapter two. But if you look through chapter two, this is definitely uh, one that was supposed to. I mean, it's not. It's not. It's not rape." But it's, um, I'd say, I'd say it's something. I mean, because, I mean, chapter two isn't like it's just a sex scene. There's nothing else that really happens in it. You know, I honestly, I'd probably say it is to be honest, just because the like the persona can't really can't consent. Yeah, yeah. The persona like, cannot consent. It's like yeah. how a dog. Can. Obviously, those are two two completely different things. Fiction. Yeah, I yeah, I mean he does but you get ask the idea. It to do something and it says yes. So take that with what yeah, you Yeah, but will. it doesn't really have the choice to not say yes. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, I mean I'm not gonna go go into the, the, the well, you know, it's a part of yourself, so it's just like like this like, is masturbation. We're not gonna we're not gonna have that discussion. It's just it's just it's just weird. Um Yeah. Yeah, um I feel like I was gonna say something else about Yandev uh with this fan fiction. Um uh if if we're, if I'm just gonna take a look at it, not trying to psychoanalyze them, uh it's too verbose it's not very fun to read. He really, he really over explains and beats points down. Um, Which is just like how he talks. Yeah, because I used to, I used to follow Yonder as Dev before when I was like fourteen. Before I knew anything about him, and I was like, oh, this yeah. game looks like it'll be really good in one to two years. Six years later. But um, like I don't know if you've like seen any of his videos. They're all like here. I'll, well, I'll boil it down to what it is. If you haven't seen one of uh, Alex's videos, like, it's pretty much making a video game is very hard. Oh Listen my god, my that sounds just like a sensual voice. I know really like it's, talking it's a little, about Hitman and trying to sound like I'm a very confident, it's a, it's a good little game more developer. Robotic, I'd, he's oh like, yeah. Sorry. Here, let me make really, it more robotic. It's really hard to read all my email. So. Oh yeah, that's right. That's I, right. He made a video that was literally just like... It's really hard trying to read all of Stop my Stop sending emails. me dumb emails. Stop he... sending me emails and all your cool fan work. I don't yeah, care about he... my fans. Yeah. I just care about the money. He was like... I remember that video because it, it, I was really annoyed by it. Because it was like... No developer I has know, ever told like, know, fans to fuck off. I know that I keep my... Email open. So you guys can email me about things that you want to talk about. However, emails are hard and it's a lot to read. So I'm going to have to ask to stop emailing. Because emailing is really hard and really, really annoying. And I know I tell you guys to email me, but please don't email me. If you email me, I will grab you by your throat and... Fucking choke slam you into the pavement. Anyways, because I just don't understand the point. Yeah, and then he gets some like paid voice, not even paid, sorry, a volunteer voice actress to come in and go, Yandere Dev, Yandere Dev, here's my self insert point of all the dumb idiots who keep telling me things that I already know. Yes, that's correct. 
In fact, we already know everything about this thing because of course we do. That's just the law of human nature. I don't get it. I, I just... I don't, I don't, I don't like, if you're listening to this and you are still somehow supporting uh, Yandere Sim, uh, consider not, please. Because he's, he's not a good person. Like, no, no, no dev, no dev is like, yeah, I just want to make my game and I don't care about what you have to say. Because, like, all... Yeah, go support Love Letter or whatever. I'm okay with people being like, yeah, I don't care what you say. It's another thing to be like, I don't care what you say. Uh, and, but, you know, if it's critique, I don't want to listen yeah. to it. Critique's not going to help the game. That's essentially what Alex has said. Yeah, like, all criticism can be used in a way to improve what you are creating, no matter what. Like Exactly. Some, like, some criticism can hurt, but, like, even so, you can learn from it. And he's yeah. just, he's just choosing not to, you know? Yeah, like y you can't, you can't correct me on my game. You don't know anything about it, except it's playable. You can just sit down and play it and be like, "Wow, this sucks." But yeah, have you ever noticed that, like, while you're playing Yandere Sim, it looks like one of those like really crappy, um, like free to play game jolt games that you'd probably find. Yeah, it's because aren't like, all the models like free assets? They're not free assets, but they're definitely assets that are meant to be placeholders. Mm. Or to be on a game that doesn't cost money. I mean, I know a lot of it isn't original. He takes a lot of things. Like, he grabs some random, like, uh, CGI toothbrush asset that's, like, super, like, it's the, the most yeah. weighty yeah, it's got a lot of in the color. game. Yeah, it's really funny because it never unloads for some reason. Because he probably just doesn't know how to code that, to be honest. He doesn't, know. Like, if you look at his entire code, it's literally just a bunch of if-else statements, and that slows the fuck down the computer uh, when he really should be using switch statements, which are essentially... Like, an if statement's gonna be like, okay, is this true? Oh, no? No? Okay, let's jump to the next one. Are you yeah, I, I actually watched a few videos on it, and a person said that he did redo it and found that... Um... Even with switch statements, it doesn't per like like performance wise. It doesn't actually fix a lot of things. There are other things that are uh, uh, taking up like the the Memory. the programming time. Are you criticizing my incredible game? Are you criticizing my incredible prototype of a game? All these assets, everything that you see here in this one single prototype, is all placeholder. All that code that I already did, placeholder. This is the greatest game ever. Yeah, if if, you if, just if, don't if I if I remember correctly, the performance issues comes from like uh the game like doing all of these like calls and whatnot for all of like the hundreds of students that all enter yeah. the, the game at once. And they really yeah, could I like be how using, they just uh, like could be inheriting go, scripts. I like how they just go in like a like a like a train line like one after the other to enter the uh the fucking thing. Even now, I mean that's sort school. of what they do. It, like. But even yeah, like but they don't normal. come in. They don't even come in like crowds. They just like walk in a like straight line, like they're at the deli. Well, one of the big problems with the fact that they've been developing the game for about six years is that Unity has gotten a much better way of handling path like pathfinding, uh -huh. and he's using really old pathfinding technology right now. 
Yeah, so, yeah, he's using a, a really bad pathfinding software instead of the pathfinding software that's now in Unity. It's really odd, um, which is another reason why like you really shouldn't be making a game for like more than six years. But I mean, that's it's weird because like the people that keep saying, "Oh, he's only one developer. There's only so much he can do." Love Letter was made by two people. In how much less time? Like. Two. Like, six hundred. They've been at it for 6, like a 000, month. Yeah, six thousand percent less work time. Yeah, they've been um, from what I from what I've gathered, because I, I I don't interact a lot with the community. Um, I just kind of post my original characters and dip. Um, and so like there is uh there's a lot of things that like are part of like what uh like I forget how like he he's Yandereda was uh not Yandereda sorry Alex, um asked dr apis uh he's one of the he's the lead programmer slash creator of love letter like what he has that uh Yansim doesn't and he literally replied with like a list of a bunch yeah, of I things already, yeah i've seen that one of the most notable being uh that you can bury bury a body wherever the fuck you want as long as it's grass which is something uh, Yansim I'll, 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 I'll send the screenshot because i sent it to matt the other day yeah uh, it's, it's really general. funny yeah, there it is. Yeah, teachers, teacher reactions, digging holes anywhere that has nothing but grass, killing students, blood trails, sanity, students slash teachers following footprints slash trails, students slash teachers, basic reactions to corpses, blood, and murder, pushing students off of the third floor. We made our own custom animation, uh, talking to students, compliments, becoming their friends, etc., burying students slash weapons, a joke version of Ribaru. Uh, for those that don't know, uh, to artificially increase the difficulty. Uh, Yan uh, Sim has a bodyguard for the first ever rival. I'm not oh. kidding. Why? Uh, because uh, he has to make the game hard. He doesn't want you to be easy. He literally pit. Um, there was a there was an execution method for Osana, the first rival that was discovered uh, relatively early. Uh, that he literally patched out because you could do it on the first day if you knew where everything was. It was that. Also, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna post this video in general if anyone, if you guys want to take a look at it, and I'll recommend it to people. If you want a very good analysis on uh, Yandere Diff's coding, uh, there is a YouTuber by the name of DYC3. He did an hour long video on it. He 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 tries to to like. There, there is a lot of stuff in here that, like, like if you need to know about coding to like get what he's saying. But for someone who didn't know anything about coding, I kind of got what he was laying down. Um, yeah. He did That's a post. A... Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, oh, you're no, no, I cut you, you off. Keep you no, you can keep going. <laughs> uh, yeah, he did make a, a YouTube comment, which I'll read here, of why it runs so shitty, because it's not what he says in the video. He says, I guess I didn't really explain why Yandere Simulator runs so slow, so I'm getting a bunch of comments asking. Here it is in a nutshell. It's a bunch of little things. There's no one big magic optimization bullet. Two of the biggest things is the draw calls for students, or draw calls in general, and the legacy animation system. There's also the implementation of prompt script, which requires a bunch of components to run update. Oh, and the fact that skin mesh renders can't be GPU instance, et cetera, et cetera. The list goes on. Individually, these programs don't, these problems don't affect FPS too much, but collectively it kills the FPS. It's just all around unoptimized. Yeah, because if you have 31 different things that tank the frame rate by even like half a frame, that's, an, that's absolutely that's ridiculous. Frames. Yeah. And like, it's, it's just so baffling. Because like, like what you said about that execution, Michael, like, 
most developers would usually like at least like small developers when people find stuff like that they don't patch stuff like that out people usually get rewarded for stuff like that you know oh yeah no the thing is um specifically it's because it's a stealth game which is why that's i'm so like why people are so upset about it mm-hmm. yeah but like you uh, should be rewarded for knowing where things are in the game especially on a big map yeah a good example with stuff like that is uh payday 2 which was i mean i I wouldn't call payday 2 an indie game i guess but it's but not a, just mean, like it's, it's, a it's not a triple a game it's it's not like a one person but it's like it, I, I wouldn't call it a triple-A game. It's like a double-A game. But, like, um, it added an achievement, like, a like a year after it came out, where you could beat the... If you beat the heist, um, what was it? Ukrainian job in less than a minute, I think it is. So you get an achievement. Because people found, if you use the, um, the trip mines, the, use them as shaped charges, you can and you play on the difficulty overkill or below and just get the normal safes you can just bam blow it up run like literally run in shoot the window so you can run through the windows blow up the uh the safe grab the tr that you need to complete the heist and just leave and they add an achievement for that because like that's that's impressive you know yeah, same with like the same with the heist mall crasher in the, uh, I'm looking through the uh, the achievements to prove the point. In Mall Crasher, if you beat it within three minutes, you get an achievement. Like the devs, the normal devs reward you for good good playing like that. But when yeah. it comes to like Yandere Dev, it's like, oh well, that's not how I intended for you to do it. So I'm yeah. gonna remove He's it. Like I wanted, I wanted Asana to go out with a bang. I think he just said it was too easy. Because, but at the same time, you've given the players the ability to run around this playground for over, like, six years, and you don't mm. expect them to come up with, like, to know that strategy immediately, to be like, oh, yeah, I can just fill this up, the tub up with gasoline, uh, put it above the door, and then light her on fire and kill her. Like, it's that easy. And people, and he got mad because that was a very easy part, because they knew the routine, they knew how to get the things to where they need to be. I don't understand. Like, it's you should be rewarded for clever thinking. I don't know. It's it's a lot of weird things. Like, um, they love letters has uh, come out and said that like this this game will actually have you play like a yandere. You will stalk senpai to figure out who the rival is. They won't be some like really obvious target for you. Like, you're gonna have to be like cautious and think out actual plans instead of just kind of throwing yourself out there. Which I think is very good. I think that having them play further into the role of a yandere is a good idea. I think they also described that they're probably going to have a like a pe- like a like a pacifist route and a genocide route if you choose to go that way. Yo, so there's a bro? Maybe, I don't know, dude. Bad time. Ha 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 ha. But but maybe it's the way you're dressed perhaps but yeah like i, I mean long story short that's kind of where i'm sitting with it yeah it's just it's whack he's a wacky just, just watch uh just just watch out for love letters i don't want to sound like an asshole but i'm gonna sound like he needs he needs help that he doesn't have you know 
Yeah. yeah. Uh, didn't he, I think he fired Tiny Build, which were people that were supposed to. No, Tiny Build. Um. Didn't, Tiny didn't Build. They cut. Didn't it turn out that they cut cut ties with him, and now he owes them a bunch of money. No, he does owe them money. I don't know. I've heard. I've heard it both ways. I know he owes them a bunch of money. The emails are up on Kiwi Farms, I think, if you want to take a look through them. There, I think there's an entire forum dedicated to Yansim. I, really I'd, I'd imagine so, on uh, Kiwi Farms. Yeah, it's yeah. just, it's crazy, you know? Like, how can, yeah. how can someone's opinion on themselves be so diluted? Just, I don't want to say delusional, but he acts like this game is the second coming of Christ. It's like a three out of ten. I mean, it's one thing to be like really uh, happy about, yeah, uh, you know, uh, your game and be proud of it, but it's another thing to just be like, "This is the second coming of Christ," and I haven't even finished it. Mm-hmm. I haven't even started it. Yeah, and I'm glad that Love Letter is getting a really big fan base right now because uh, from the little amount of interaction that I've had with the fan base, they're actually really, really good. It's a very wholesome fan base on, compared to the toxicity that happens in uh, the Yandere Sim fandom. I don't know. That's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. A lot of crazy. Did you know that somebody uh, on Twitter said that uh, asked <laughs> if it was um, ableist to say the words crazy and insane? Oh uh, my god. That's, um... I'm going to take this moment, by the way. Shout out New Blood, the, uh, the indie devs. Cause uh, they're like the opposite of uh, Yandere Dev. Like the one of the one of the like I think he's the owner or something, or at least one of like the senior developers. He just like gives people free copies of their games when they ask, when he's when they ask him, because he's like like they're like hey look at this funny meme can I have a free copy of this game? He's like yeah, sure. And I've heard their games are actually really good. Too. That's good. They're like. Oh, they're like classic FPS inspired modern. Really cool. If you remember that, um, at, at what was that game show? The the PC gaming show where they had the like www.notfortnite.com. Mm-hmm. It's it's that company. Nice. And they they make good games and they are good devs. So I feel like I want to shout them out because you know they deserve more than you know who does. Yeah. Just a lot of interesting stuff. Um, well, we we'll we'll put the uh, we'll put the link to the Wayback Machine uh, in the description of this episode, so that way you guys can finish up and maybe check out some of the other creepy works that he that he's created. Uh, I think that's about all I have. Do you guys have anything else that you want to say? Um, I don't know. There's um... any words of wisdom. Uh, well, I think uh, I think Yandere Dev needs to take take a look, take take a step back, look at his project, and I think he just needs to ditch Yandere Simulator and I don't know, go get a job, stop looking like he's like he looks like he's he fifty. Can, I don't even know if he can get a job anymore because how tense a person he's been on the internet. There's so yeah. many things that if people just Google his name, they'll find so many things of just like. Him saying these horrible, horrible things. Yeah, but he needs to, you know, uh, get help, uh, find a better occupation than being 
yandere dev. Or just, or not even that. Just step back, learn properly how to code, not just like basic coding 101 that he knows. Yeah, maybe he honestly, should go back probably, to college. Because he didn't go to college for coding, I don't think. Yeah, and honestly, rebuild the game. He could, he could afford to go to college with the Patreon money. So yeah. Yeah, I mean, he paid three grand for the subreddit back. I didn't know that. That's funny, actually. He did. Like, it's really funny. But, like, go get help. Go to college. Rebuild, restart the game. Start actually hiring people to work with you. Like, artists. Designers. Because you can't do all this stuff by yourself. That's, that's probably part of the reason that he's gone so, you know, batshit. Because he's doing all these things by himself. You know? I mean, mm-hmm. I beg to differ because... uh Shout out to my boy Dan Fernacy, uh the lead developer of Rivals of Ether. He did uh like the first four characters in the entire gameplay loop all by himself. He did all the sprite work and animations all by himself. Yeah, but this is gonna be like an like a whole open world, like eighty hour experience he's trying to create. He's he wanted the rival Hitman mixed with Persona. Like, the problem with that is that he's also thinking too big. I've talked to a lot of programmers and game developers, and they always tell you to start small. Yeah, and like that's why I think he should he should cut it back. He should go to college. He should get some actual games worked on before he starts taking on something this big. And if he really great. thinks he should, he should start a small startup with some with some people he hires, and then if go from there. Join. Yeah, if they want to join him. Because exactly. honestly, I wouldn't blame anyone for not wanting to, because, you know, he's kind of a nut. But a if, bit, he, yeah. if he gets, if he gets Siri, like, I don't want to say Siri is help, but if he gets help, like, he can become someone who could potentially make a good game. True. You know? That's all, that's all I've got, really. Okay. Serge, so, you got any, uh, any last minute remarks? Uh yeah, um Yandere Dev, uh stop being such a CSM. Um and uh Yeah, it's about it. Chaos Space Marine? No, Coom's slurping man. Okay. <laughs> Consume the, the, the chalice. chalice. Anyways, I Sorry, think Sorry, it's a semen goblet. I think that's all we have for this week of So You Think You Can Fan in. Um goodbye. <laughs> so you think you can code. Come back next week for something special. Hopefully. I have a. Yeah, my friend Ruby hooked me up with something, so we'll. uh... Well, I I have something, though. Remember? Oh, yeah, you have something, too. Yeah. We'll have double something. Double something. Something special next week, and then something special. And then the week after that, also special. Yeah. Double something. Also, uh. Make sure that if you've got a if you've got a developer in your life, you uh you uh you open the door with your hat on, pipe in hand, and ask them. Are you coding, son? And with that, I would like to say, uh, we'd all like to say, uh, be safe out there, and we'll see you all next week on a special episode of So You Think You Can Fan Him.